Well, we are, uh, I'm excited for the message this morning. We are in week two of something we're calling Summer in the Psalms. So we have been reading through the book of Psalms. There's a reading plan that we've invited our church into uh, throughout this entire summer. If you need one of those cards, I think they're still out there in the lobby, so you can grab one of those. Um, But last week, we had Lindsay Gore communicate the message. She read from Psalm 1 and preached about that. She said, so great. And this week, we've got a new uh, uh, speaker, first time speaking at church on Sunday. And, um, and I just love that we are inviting um, people from within our church body into communicating different things that they're learning uh, from the scriptures. And uh, I just there's so much, what I'll say, wealth in this house of people that are really genuinely walking with the Lord. And God speaks to them and reveals things to them through his word. And so this morning, we got the privilege of hearing from Joey Casillas. Y'all give it up for Joey. <laughs> Woo, 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 woo. Thankful for this man of God, core member here, one of our uh, leaders in the Young Adult Zone. And, you know, he, he is just going to town today because as soon as he's done with this message, he's got to book it to a wedding that he's in, which is hilarious. And so, anyways, just love and appreciate that he's willing to share this morning. So y'all agree with me as I pray over Joey. So, God, we just um, extend our hearts and our hands towards him, and we just pray. Lord, bless him today. Fill him with joy. Fill him with peace. Fill him with your spirit. And as he shares, God, I pray that this would be so much less about him preaching a message and more about what are you doing in us, Holy Spirit? What are you revealing to us through the Psalms? Lord, would you speak to us? Would you teach us? And God, I pray that we would be marked and we would be changed by this message today. Bless our brother. Fill him up, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Take it away, bro. All right. Cool. Thank you, guys. Um, so first, just want to introduce myself. Uh, like Mitchell said, my name is Joey. Um, you may or may not have seen me on the drums. Um, because Yeah, usually I'm in this little cage. Um, but not today, front and center. Um, and I will not be talking about drumming today. Um, I am married to Joy, sitting right here in the front row. Today is nine months. Our nine-month anniversary is today. Yeah, <laughs> not compared to others. Um, long for us. Um, I have, uh, so like just a reason like why am I the one that's up here. Um, one, one thing I just wanted to share is I've technically been saved since I was like a little kid. Like I have the little like card that says I said the prayer like to be saved when I was like 10. Um, and my mom found it recently and gave it to me. I was like, oh, this is nice to know that I've been following the Lord, however that looks, for this long. And it has been the journey, I will say. Um, as I'm sure a lot of you know, it is hard sometimes to follow the Lord. Um, and then the last thing is, as Mitchell has said, I have never given a sermon before. I have spoken in front of, like, on panels and stuff, or just, like, shared at prayer nights. But never just, like, on a Sunday morning, like, yo, we're going, and Joey's going to speak. Um, so just bear with me. Uh, my hand may be shaking for a little bit, but we're good. Um, and actually, I have a... Just want to start off with a testimony uh, before uh, we jump in, but like this whole process of just preparing for today, because I've known obviously that I was going to be speaking for quite a bit. Um, so like, usually anxiety and all that stuff will like come as you're like getting and approaching the day. But like God, praise God! Like it has not been there. Even this morning, I woke up. I'm like, oh cool. Like I have stuff to say from the Lord. And I just felt so, so confident, and it was just, like, super sweet and just reassuring of the Lord. So I just felt like this morning just sharing that testimony, because it kind of does go into what I'm going to say anyway. 
um, which I think is just how God works, um, right? Um, so all right, this morning we're going to dive in. Um, we're going to be reading from Psalm chapter 18. Um, so yeah, if you're going to turn to there in your Bible. Um, if you're following along in the Summer in the Psalms reading plan, you should have read this on Wednesday. Um, so I did read it on Wednesday, even though I've read it a lot more than just Wednesday. Um, so I just want to give a little bit of context uh, before actually diving in. It is quite long. It's the third longest psalm, um, so there's a ton of content, and that was actually the biggest problem was how do I not say everything in my head. Um, so just a little bit of context. This was written by David, addressed to the Lord. Um, it says, like, kind of the little paragraph before the verse 1, um, that it was addressed to the Lord on the day that he, the Lord, saved David from the hands of his enemies and from the hands of Saul. Uh, so if you don't know lo- about David's story, he was basically anointed to be king, but there was already a king, which was Saul. Um, so Saul kind of got mad. Like, if you're in authority and then you hear someone else is going to take your job, you might be a little frustrated. Um, so I'm not really going to go into details of this that whole story, but Saul was upset, tried to kill David a bunch of times. Um, and David, by the grace of God, had, had ex- escaped every single time Saul tried to, like, corner him or pinpoint him. Like, every single time God showed up and helped David and saved him. Um, so, and then when David finally did become king, he went, at, like, basically Israel's, like, nemesis was, like, the Philistines. Um, and multiple times they go to battle, and David's just victorious time and time again. Like, you would think, like, the Philistines would learn not to attack Israel, but they don't. Um, so, so after all that, like, when that is done, he writes this psalm. And it's kind of like, it seems like this reflection of just, like, what God did, like, from beginning to end. Um, and um, if you do read, like, First Second Samuel, where you'll find a lot of the story of David, um, Second Samuel chapter 22 is almost the exact same thing, like, almost word for word. Um, so a lot of scholars, when I looked that up, uh, just believe that, like, in Second Samuel, he had another battle with the Philistines, of course, when he was older, and won, of course, um, and just, like, kind of recalled this poem that he wrote as, like, a prayer, like, so, like, he had already written it before, won yet another battle later in his life, and just recalled this poem, and just, like, praying it again, like, God, like, this is still true, um, so that's just a little bit of context, um, my main takeaways that I really want to make sure, like, you guys really know and understand, um, when you leave is, One, God is always ready to defend you, and he is always there for us to run to. Um, So he's always there. He's always ready to defend you. He's always there for us to run to. Um, So I'm just going to pray real quick, and we'll jump in. Um, Lord, I just thank you so much um, (laughs) that you're just with us, God, that you are who you say you are, um, and that you are ready to defend us, and you are there for us whenever we need you, Lord God. We just thank you for that truth, um, and I just pray that you would just use me to speak however, Lord God, would you, Holy Spirit, just anoint the words coming out of my mouth, um, and just let it run and flow, um, and say what you need everyone to hear, and I just pray all these things in your name, amen. All right, so let's dive in. Um, since it's 
kind of long. I'm not just going to do a straight run through. Um, so we're just going to dive in, kind of like little chunk at a time. Um, and first, um, just kind of like an overview of this specific chapter is the way I, when I read it, kind of what I noticed and picked up on um, is there's kind of like these six phases. I tried to really make it into five phases, um, but two of them were like just different enough that I couldn't put them together. Um, so there's six. Um, six phases that we see David kind of go through. Uh, there'll be a slide on the screen of what the phases are. Um, so first we see uh, David remembers. Um, he reaches out. Then there's like this response of God to him reaching out. Uh, then David realizes, he recognizes, and then rejoices. Okay, so I just wanted to put that out there in the front because as we go through this psalm, um, we're going to knock out all these little phases and talk a little bit about them. All right, so Psalm chapter 18, starting verse 1. It says, and this will also be on the screen, um, I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Okay, so we're going to stop there. And talk about this first point. Um, so these first two verses is David just remembering who God is. Um, so again, like this is him, like when Saul's attacking, when the Philistines are attacking, the very first reaction David has is God is my strength. God is my rock. Um, he's my fortress. Um, and like what really stuck out to me is these are all defensive terms. Like, like there's no like, like, he's not remembering, like, I have to fight or I have to whatever. It's like, oh, wait, God is this defensive term. Um, so um, I just wanted to kind of look at a couple of these character traits of God, like, more in detail. Uh, so the first one that stuck out to me um, was just one of the first ones he said, which is God is our strength. Um, and the Hebrew word there, it's not going to be on the screen, um, is kazak like it the word for it comes from the root word kazak or kazak um which means to strengthen or become strong uh be courageous be firm um and in today's terms like what comes to my mind of what this might be hinting at in a way is like just the phrase man up um but what's different is this word is implying it's god who's like giving you that strength to man up um so that's what this strength is here. It's like God is my strength. He's the one, like, okay, I have this thing in front of me. I have to get through it. So God's the strength that's going to, like, propel me, that's going to make me man up, so to speak, to face this thing, uh, whatever the thing is. Um, so it's him. Like, we literally don't do anything. It's his strength. Um, and that one is just super important to me. Um, I've just heard that word prior to preparing for this message and it's just provided a lot of breakthrough just understanding like I don't have to do anything like God is the strength he's the one that's going to provide everything within me to face this trial or this circumstance uh, the second word I want to look at is just the word rock just because it was in there a couple times um, which I found was interesting um, so God being our rock um, so yeah there's it's mentioned two times uh, the first time What's interesting is that they're two different Hebrew words. Um, and the first time it's mentioned, 
um, when it just literally says the Lord is my rock. Um, that like first time the Hebrew word basically is like cr- like it said craggy rock, which is kind of like a rock face. Um, so the best picture I have is like when you're driving to Siloam because I've been doing that a bunch recently. Um, when you're going through the mountains, there's just like you look to y- when you're going to Siloam, you look on your left and there's like just this rock face like of the mountain. And like that's what I think of on this first word of rock. Like he is that. Um, so like if you just imagine like you're an enemy person and you look up there and you have to like scale this rock, you have to conquer this rock wall first to get to who you're trying to get to or attack. So God is that rock itself. Um, so that's what I think of. Um, and then, you know, so it's super hard to climb. It's just this thing that's in the way, um, which, you know, we want God to be there in the way for our enemies. So it's a good thing for us. Um, and, um, and it's just so cool because it also says he's a fortress. Um, and when I was reading, and when I was, like, thinking about it and just putting it together, um, I like to play this game called Skyrim. Um, so I just think of all these, like, fortresses that are, like, on, the, like, in the middle of a mountain, basically. So it's like God not only is this rock face that you have to climb, but he's the fortress itself. And then he's, like, the shield that the people have, too. So it's, like, all these lines of defense. Um, so anyway, that was just another picture I had, which I don't know if that's helpful. Um, and then the second word, rock, is, like, he's my rock in whom I take refuge. So it has this kind of, like, action thing applied to it. Um, and that word for rock is more like a crevice um, or like a crack in, like, a rock wall. Um, so it's this idea of, like, David's escaping, uh, which we read about a lot in this in First Second Samuel, just him, like, hiding out in a cave or something. Um, so, like, again, just this idea that God is the, like, crevice, like, itself. Um, so it's something sturdy. It's something that won't be shaken. Um, he won't fold under pressure. Um, so that's just like, I don't know, I didn't really know any of that stuff. Uh, the last thing, the last one I really want to look at, just because it's kind of more fun, uh, is just the horn of salvation. This one just was super interesting to me um, because, I mean, I already referenced Skyrim, so you kind of know what kind of things I like. Um, I like those kind of games. I like fantasy novels. So as soon as I read Horn of Salvation, my mind's immediately like, Horn of Gondor, Lord of the Rings, let's go. Horn of Valier, Wheel of Time. Um, like, Jesus is this horn that you blow when you need help. Um, and then I looked it up, and guess what? I was wrong. Um, <laughs> I was like, yes, I got this awesome analogy. I was, like, telling Joy all about it. Like, babe, I want to say this and this. It's so cool. Um, but no, that's not what apparently the scholars say, um, they <laughs> are all seem to be in the impression that David it was intending this to be like the horn of an ox, and like specifically a wild ox. Um, so a lot of the stuff I was reading and a lot of the articles that I was reading um, is just like this horn is a symbol of victory. So like when a wild ox is like fighting against some other animal, um, when it wins, it just, like, raises its horns um, as a sign of, like, I am victorious. I just won. Um, so that is what David is actually talking about. It's like this horn being raised. Jesus is the horn 
that is raised. It's like this hopeful sign that victory will come. Um, so he has all these defensive ter like terms, plus then at the very end he ha interjects this like hope, like I like I'll defend you, but also like you're gonna be victorious. Um, and just an interesting thing that I was reading, because then I started like I'm a five on the Enneagram, so I like learn something, and then I have to know everything about the thing. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna learn everything about wild oxes. Um, so one interesting thing thing that stuck out and I'll probably reference later again, um, is s like it's one of the strongest animals. This wild ox is one of the strongest animals. Um, and a lot of like people who I guess know a lot about animals um, say that this is like the only animal when faced against adversity to specifically a lion that can actually win. Um, so even like against like what we think top of the food chain animal in the animal kingdom, the lion, this wild ox will come out victorious even against the animal, um, which is just awesome. Um, so then how can we apply this? Um, how can we apply knowing all these words? Um, how can we do what David did? David is a, guy, a man after God's own heart. Um, so how can we do this? Well, we remember who God is. <laughs> Uh, it sounds so simple, but I and I know like it's so, so beyond just like remembering who God is. Um, like it's really, really difficult to actually remember who he is, especially in the midst of whatever it is that you're going through. Um, and it's usually the last thing on our mind, in fact, um, because of a lot of other reasons that could be different sermons. Um, and it does take time, I have found to have your first reaction be what David did here. Like, it's not you're going to wake up one day and, like, temptation comes, and then now your first reaction is, no, God's my strength. Like, that's what we want for sure, but you're not going to just wake up and that's going to be there. Like, it is something that's going to take time, and you're going to have to, like, constantly choose just because, I don't know, there's, like, a war, lot of war between your flesh and, your, and the spirit, um, and it's just, like, this thing that you get to do with the Lord um, and just learn how to use him as these defenses. Um, uh, so it sounds so simple to just remember, but I do realize that it's very hard. <laughs> um, and really the best practical that I have for how we can do this is just spending time with God. Um, spending time with God, just waking up, and like as part of your process of time with God, of just like dying to yourself and just like telling him those things, like just also speak out loud is what I try to do. Um, just character traits of God. Like, God, today you're my rock. You're my fortress. And the more and more that you do that, the more and more your mind will just automatically go there. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of the practical. Um, and then, yeah, just meditate also on those same words throughout your day. Um, you know, like no matter what job you have, there's I'm sure at least a moment to think for a second, and that one thought for that one second can be God is my fortress, God is my strength. Um, and if you're a picture person, picture an ox like right in front of you, like about to face off this lion that's trying to come at you. Um, so, um, one thing I'm gonna do as we go through these points. Um, is I'm just going to share a bit of my story and a little portion of my testimony of how I personally applied these points. Um, uh, just because, thankfully, I have been victorious in a 
sin struggle. So like David, I can like post what was those phases for this particular part that I struggled with. Um, so the main like sin cycle or struggle uh, that I have applied a lot of this to um, is sexual sin. Um, so for this first point of just remembering who God was, um, I just clearly remember being attacked like mainly in my thoughts or even just like those fleshly urges and desires um, and just having to like do what I what I said the practical is like just tam- time with God just getting into that repetition of just saying who God is like God is my strength God is my fortress um, and it was like it, it really wasn't like I just woke up and all of a sudden everything's gone it really was like okay like all I know I can do is just be time with God. And it just became a habit. Um, and it just, yeah, just helped me f- picture him more and just see him more. Um, and I used to try to power my way through temptation and all these things, um, just like everyone does. And I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. Um, but he was always there. Um, and there's always grace, too, like through this process. Um, of whatever it is that you're struggling with or going through. Okay, so let's keep going. Uh, We're going to start now, pick up in verse 3, and we'll stop once we get through the next point of verses. So verse 3, I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and I am saved from my enemies. The cords of death encompassed me. The torrents of destruction assailed me. The cords of Sheol entangled me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress... I called upon the Lord. To my God, I cried for help. From his temple, he heard my voice, and my cry to him reached his ears. All right, so point phase two um, is remembering who God is. Um, Or, um, yeah, remembering who God is and then reaching out um, is the second one. So David cries out. Um, So first, like, temptation comes, things come. He's like, okay, God's my strength. So because he's my strength, I am going to reach out to him. Um, so has anyone, like, has anyone felt this way? Like, you just feel, like, totally hopeless, totally, like, I can't do beat this sin. I can't get through this situation. Um, I mean, David uses super strong verbiage here, like, literally the cords of death are, like, entangling me. Um which I don't know, I mean, maybe some of you have actually faced a death situation or your situation feels like you're going to die. Um, and you can reach out to God um, when you're at your limit. You don't have to push through, but you can reach out to the Lord. Um, uh, and, like, just know, too, that he's going to hear. Like, in verse 6, he says, God, from his temple, he heard David's voice. Um, so, when thinking about how we can apply this or um, just even in my own story, really like a few different things kind of came to my mind. Um, and mainly what I mean by a few different things is like different ways of reaching out. Um, and I just know like two main ones is like you're kind of at your end. So you just like have that desperate cry like, God, I need you. Like, I have tried literally everything in the earth that, that the world has to offer. Nothing is helping, and I just need you, Lord. Um, so that's kind of like out of this like despair, like desperateness. Um, 
and I have definitely done that um, in my walk. Um, there has definitely been times I felt hopeless. Um, and then the next one is like, I remember, and I, this might kind of correlate, but I just remember being so frustrated, like with my f- flesh, that like out of frustration, I would cry out um, to God. And really the best way I can like compare it is like when you read Romans 7 and you just read Paul being like, what I do, like I don't want to do, what I do want to do, I don't do. Um, and like I always read that, like he's just so frustrated. Like he's been trying so hard to like get over whatever his flesh is doing. And he just can't. And he just cries out like one last time, like, God, like who's going to deliver me? Um, but then obviously we know the next verse that he reaches out. Um, so we can do the same thing. All right. Uh, let's keep going. Verse 7. Um, so this is going to be a little bit of a larger chunk. So verse 7, then the earth, so this is after David is reaching out, so he remembers, he reaches out, and then 7, then the earth reeled and rocked. The foundations also of the mountains trembled and quaked because he was angry. Smoke went up from his nostrils and devouring fire from his mouth. Glowing coals flamed forth from him. He bowed the heavens and came down. Thick darkness was under his feet. He rode on a cherub and flew. He came swiftly on the wings of the wind. He made darkness his covering, his canopy around him, thick clouds dark with water. Out of the brightness before him, hailstones and coals of fire broke through his clouds. The Lord also thundered in the heavens, and the Most High uttered his voice, hailstones and coals of fire. And he sent out his arrows and scattered them. He flashed forth lightnings and routed them. Then the channels of the sea were seen, and the foundations of the world were laid bare at your rebuke, O Lord, at the blast of the breath of your nostrils. He sent from on high, he took me, he drew me out of many waters, he rescued me from my strong enemy, and from those who hated me, and from those who hated me, for they were too mighty for me, they confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a broad place, he rescued me because he delighted in me. Guys, third point, the response of God. Did you read all that? Did you hear it? Like he comes swiftly out of the nostrils and mouth, like just glowing fire and coals, like just coming. He himself came down to like rescue David. So guess what that means? He hears us. He's going to respond just like this. Because why? Verse 19, he rescued me because he delighted in me. Why is he going to respond to us? Because he delights in us. Like, man, that is so exciting that we have an alive and active God that hears us. We can be so confident and faithful that he hears us, which we already read in verse 6. And in verse 19, it's like he's going to respond because he delights in us. He loves us so much. Um, And we already know that, too, because of the cross. So it's just like even in the Old Testament. Um, And this just reminds me uh, of another passage uh, we'll have it on the screen, but you don't have to flip there. Um, but this is out of 1 Peter 5, uh, chapter 5, verse 6. I'm just going to read it off the screen. Uh, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. So real quick, roaring lion, the enemy, that's who he is. 
Who can defeat a lion? A wild ox. Who's the wild ox? God. Uh, so resist him, the lion. Firm in your faith. So just full confidence, um, knowing that the same kinds of suffering you are experiencing um, is also being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Guys, he himself will come. He is the horn of salvation. The ox will defeat the lion. This is God. Like, he himself is going to come and restore and strengthen. Like, that is how much he loves you. Like, obviously, he sent Jesus, and, like, we're living in the, the new covenant, and all that. all that is awesome. Um, but he's, like, still active. Like, it doesn't end there. Um, man, this is all awesome. Uh, the last thing I want to say just about this point of God responding um, is, honestly, I just want to give a shout-out um, to Beth two weeks ago. She talked about patient endurance, uh, patiently enduring or patient endurance, um, both of the same. Um, I use two different words. Um, so she spoke on patient enduring, um, and her message, like two weeks ago, her message, you can literally just take the whole thing and just kind of interject it in between like points two and three here. Because um, I'm just kind of doing this general overview, like here are some phases of what a battle against the enemy will probably look like. Um, but each of these points in reality could be their own sermons. Uh, so Beth talked a lot about patiently enduring. So it's like, okay, we're reading, David cries out, and then literally next verse, God responds in this awesome way. But it doesn't always look like that. Um, and th again, this is David post-writing about the process. Um, so then Beth's message just can be interjected, like this is how you actually wait for the Lord. Um, and there's this one phrase she said, I don't remember the context of it, but she just said, like, you kind of just have to believe that God is a good father. Um, and just out of that faith that, like, God really is a good father, you can just wait and endure, in my mind, anything, um, to be honest. Like, if you just have that faith and know he's a good father and he's going to respond like this to you, man, I don't care what we're facing. Um, so... Anyway, if you haven't listened to her message, definitely go do that because I was thinking a lot about your message <laughs> as I was preparing for mine. I'm like, oh, dang, like, she hit the, the nail on the head. Um, so with my battle with sexual sin, the way that I was able to, like, it's kind of hard to just, like, nail one point of, like, how I applied, the, like, God's response. But it was kind of this process of learning how to turn things over to him. And I just really clearly remember um, there is two separate moments where he get just kind of gave me some pictures um, as I was spending time with him and just praying over, um, like, like getting breakthrough. Um, and one I remember was kind of like, um, kind of like, I think I was like a little kid, and I was like on the sidewalk, kind of like this like suburban neighborhood. Um, and it was like kind of the cliche, like, I'm facing a bully, so I brought my big brother to, like, fight for me. Um, so, like, I'm, like, little Joey. There's a bully in front of me, but, like, standing right behind me is, like, Jesus. And, like, he is my big brother that I brought to fight. Um, 
So so that was just kind of one picture, and like in my heart at the time, I just really felt like, like oh, like maybe I've been trying to fight this myself. Um, and then the second picture, I don't know how much time was between these two things. Um, but the second picture was very similar, um, except this time I was like a soldier like on a battlefield. Again, like I like the fantastical world. So in my mind, it was like, I'm just a regular soldier at like the Battle of Helm's Deep and Lord of the Rings. Like I'm just the nobody, like side character. Um, and I'm just like gone to town, but like I like got exhausted and I like collapsed to my knees, like shield down in one hand, sword down in the other hand, like I can't do this. Like when is help gonna come? Like there's so much stuff. Um, and then, like, God, like, stepped up right behind me and was like, can I fight them for you? Um, and just, like, asked me that. Um, and if you actually know Lord of the Rings, like, something cool happens. Um, <laughs> similar. Um, but, you know, so, like, two very similar pictures, like, why are you fighting in your own strength? Why do you keep doing this? Um, so I had to learn how to simply trust that God is my good father and actually trust that he has the tools, he's equipped to take whatever it is away. Um, all right, so if you can't tell, I really like the subject a bunch. Um, so we're going to move on. We're going to continue in verse 20, another, another little chunk. So in verse 20, it says, the Lord dealt with me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands, he rewarded me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his rules were before me, and his statutes I did not put away from me. I was blameless before him, and I kept myself from my guilt. So the Lord has rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in his sight. Uh, do I keep going? to 30. Yep. With the merciful, you show yourself merciful. With the blameless man, you show yourself blameless. With the purified, you show yourself pure. And with the crooked, you make yourself seem torturous. For you have, uh, you save a humble people, but the haughty eyes you bring down. For it is you who light my lamp. The Lord my God lightens my darkness. For by you, I can run against a troop. And by my God, I can leap over a wall. This God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. He has a shield for all those who take refuge in him. Um, so here, like on this next phase, so we have, he remembers who God is, he reaches out, then God responds, and then now this point is like, he realizes like who he is in God. Like he realizes his relationship with God. Um, so um, David, like I said earlier, was known to be a, a man after God's own heart. Um, and he made certain, spent time with him to follow all of his commands, follow all of his statutes. And there's just like, if you just study the life of David, it's just so interesting. Um, just like seeing, I don't know, just see like, like his closeness to the Lord. Um, so he just realizes like, because God delights in me is because like, I'm just so like search seeking after him. Um, like, I just do, like, I'm just, out of the love I have for God, I'm obeying his commands. I'm just becoming more righteous, like, because he's making me righteous, first of all. Um, and he delights in me now because of it. Um, so, like, 
the way we apply this to our situation is the same thing. We realize that he's a child of God. Like, literally, we just do what David does, um, and which is him just doing what, like, we're supposed to do anyway. Um, so, like, just realize you're a new creation. Like, if you are saved, you are a new creation. You're an adopted son or daughter of the risen king, and God deeply loves you, and he desires to be with you. Again, like in verse 19, you are his child. He delights in you, so he's going to come and rescue you. Um, and this realization, like just knowing this, just gives you courage, gives you strength. Um, when you're at like a low valley point um, of like being tempted or just like losing hope in a situation, just realizing, wait, I'm a child of the risen king. Like I can go boldly before the throne of grace and call on the high priest and he's going to respond just like this. Like, why am I losing hope? Like, this is who I am. Um, and he'll give you strength. He'll give you courage. He'll kazak, you know, like, man, he'll give you the strength to man up. Um, and just be like, all right, God, let's go do this. Um, so, again, like, in my sexual sin, like, struggle, that was kind of where a lot of the fight, I guess, like, the offensive came from. It's just like, wait, God, like, you love me. Like, why is this even a thing? Um, and just remembering who, who I am in him just gave me that strength and faith because I knew he delighted in me also. Um, and it's because we're his children that we can seek after him. Um, and, you know, you just want then to spend time with him. Um, and he'll just continue to rescue you, like, over and over. Whew. All right, you guys ready for some more? Yep. Got another little chunk. Uh, verses, verse 31 is where we left off. For who is God but the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? The God who equipped me with strength and made my way blameless. He made my feet like the feet of a deer and set me secure on the heights. He trains my hand for war so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have given me the shield of your salvation, and your right hand supported me, and your gentleness made me great. You gave a wide place for my steps under me, and my feet did not slip. I pursued my enemies and overtook them, and did not turn back till they were consumed. I thrust them through so that they were not able to rise. They fell under my feet, for you equipped me with strength for the battle. You made those who rise against me sink under me. <coughs> you made my enemies turned their backs to me, and those who hated me I destroyed. They cried for help, but there was none to save. They cried to the Lord, but he did not answer them. I beat them fine as dust before the wind. I cast them out like the mire of the streets. You delivered me from strife with the people. You made me the head of the nations. People whom I had not known served me. As soon as they heard of me, they obeyed me. Foreigners came cringing to me. Foreigners lost heart and came trembling out of their fortresses. The Lord lives, and blessed be my rock, and exalted be the God of my salvation. The God who gave me vengeance and subdued peoples under me, who rescued me from the enemies, yes, you exalted me above those who rose against me. You delivered me from the man of violence. Um, one quick thing I just want to point out um, is in verse 41, he says that his enemies themselves even cried out to the Lord. Um, and the Lord did not answer them, which just kind of emphasizes the last point of, like, having that relationship with the Lord. 
which also makes me think of a sermon Mitchell talked about, like, for, like, like he'll know us. Um, I don't remember exactly what it was. I'm sorry. Um, uh, it was a good one, though. You <laughs> had to be there. Actually, it's recorded, so you didn't have to be there. Um, so anyway, this next point, to me, like, is, like, I didn't realize how big of a point this was until literally I was typing this up, and, like, God was just, like, kind of, like, hitting me, um, and I was, and really this last point is just recognizing, like, recognizing that it's God who's doing everything, so, like, this whole little chunk, it's literally David being, like, he's the one that, like, trained my hand to bend the bow of of bronze, he's the one that gave me the shield, I took down all these enemies, but it's him that strengthened me to even battle in the first place, um, so it's like, so this phase of recognition seems to come upon victory of whatever it is. Um, so you have, like, all the, like, struggle. You have the circumstance that you're going through and all these things. But, like, what do you do? And I feel like I've never really heard many people talk about this. What happens when God delivers you and, like, does for you? It's like, what do you do then? And, like, what's next? Um, And for me, in my story, and even what I kind of see David stating here, is he's just recognizing and making sure his heart is humble and pure towards God. And he's saying, God, it was you that did all this. And there was, like, many times, (laughs) there was many times post me, like, being freed from sexual sin, that I would just be like, oh, yeah, I had it figured out. Like, I finally figured out the formula to, like, actually do this. Like, you have to keep your phone, like, 10 feet away from you every night um, or, like, whatever. And just God's like, no, like, I did this. Like, why are you stealing glory from me? Um, And I'm like, oh, ah, like, (laughs) that stings. I'm so sorry. I didn't even realize. Um, And, like, then I got to go on this process of recognition, like, okay, God, like, actually, you were there in this moment. You're the one, actually, that told me to put my phone in this location. You were the one that gave me those pictures to encourage and strengthen me. Um, you were the one, like, lo- you were the one fighting on my behalf. Um, and that's exactly what David does here. It's like he, he, like, recognizes, like, that it's just God, like, He's the one um, that can just, like, be victorious and conquer. Um, And, again, like, this stuff is, like, super hard, to be honest. Like, it is a process of just really, like, I'm a very, like, internal processor, like, just meditate on things. Um, And I just, like, remember having to meditate and just really process my whole, like, like, okay, here's the entire battle that I just did with sexual sin. What was God and what, like, was me? Like, what thoughts were God? What thoughts were me? What, w- like, everything that worked was, like, things that God did. Um, and um, I was just reminded of this passage in Galatians. I'm just going to read it real quick. I'm pretty sure it'll be on the screen, too. Um, but it's a pretty pa- popular passage. Um, it's Galatians 2.20. 
and 21. I think I only have 21 up there. Oh, no, I have it all. Great. Um, so it says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So that's kind of the really popular part that everyone likes to quote and just like remember, well, which is great. Like it's huge to remember that it's Christ in you doing everything. Um, but I didn't realize until I was typing this up, the very next verse, Paul says, I do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. So Paul himself even says, like, I don't suppress the grace of God, because if I was even able to do this on my own, then Jesus didn't even need to come in the first place. Um, so who am I to have this victory and then start saying, oh, I did it. I figured it out. I figured out this process. I have this formula of, like, conquering hopelessness. Um, like, no. Like, how prideful is that? Now I'm basically nullifying the grace and saying, like, Jesus, you actually didn't even need to come, um, which is not <laughs> true. He absolutely needed to come. Um, so, I, I, again, like, this point is just so huge. Like, you know, Obviously, God's in the whole process, but when you're done, give him the glory. Like, don't nullify the grace. Like, it was by grace um, that he did that. Um, okay, uh, so I'm going to keep going. Uh, we have to, I'm going to read the last two verses. <sighs> okay, verse 49. For this I will praise you. O Lord, among the nations, and sing to your name. Great salvation he brings to his king and shows steadfast love to his anointed, to David and his offspring forever. All right, Ben, you guys can come up. Um, so as I talk about this last point and kind of wrap up here. Um, so in these last two verses, the last point we have um, is just rejoice. Um, that's what David does here in these last two verses. Um, you know, after you recognize that it's God, like, the only thing we can do is thank him and praise him and just be so happy and glad and just be filled with the joy of salvation that he did all these things. Um, and, like, he has never failed. Um, and even to this day, like, every morning I try to think of how I felt in my lowest as I was struggling with, like, sexual sin. Like, how... Like, that hopelessness that I felt, that shame and guilt, like, that is what I'm free of. That is what he strengthened me to overcome. That is what, like, I can celebrate. Like, I am free. Um, it is for freedom that he has set us free. Um, and we, like, the only response we have is to rejoice. Like, great. Like, all I did was spend time with God. All I did was, like, God, who are you? Oh, yeah, you're the fortress. Um, like, but just every single day. Um, and, like, so that's just, like, the perfect response, um, and he is worthy, like we were seeing, like, seeing earlier. So, again, God is always ready <laughs> to defend you. He's always there for us to run to, um, and before I pray this out, uh, I just want to give, like, a chance to respond. Um, again, this message was more of just, like, a general overview of, like, what a battle kind of process could look like um, some phases, and these aren't, like, in order, um, you know, even when you're patiently enduring, there's going to be so many times you have to remember who God is, so you're going to be kind of going back and forth, um, 
So, and like each of these could just be their own sermon, really. Um, but I just want to give you guys a chance to respond. Um, if there's like anything you're going through or any sort of sin cycle, I know Mitchell talked about, um, went through Romans 7 not too, not too long ago. Um, but he was just talking about like this sin cycle and how we could break it. Um, so if you're going through anything, and it doesn't have to be like this battle with sexual sin. It could literally just be a circumstance where you just don't see hope. Um, or just something that you, like it could be something you're struggling with and need freedom from, uh, but it could also be like you just don't see how this thing could work out. Uh, a lot of people are going to mission trips this summer. You just don't see how is God going to actually provide the finances here. Um, like even those kind of scenarios. Um, so there will be a couple questions. Jared, you could put them up there. Um, if you're going through anything, um, and I would just encourage you just to get prayer. Uh, just come up and pray and have faith that he's going to respond the way that he responded to David because he delights in you. Um, and just have faith. Like, actually trust he is a good father and wants to defend you because you're his. He defends those who are his. Uh, so just a couple questions. What's in, what are sin struggles or cycles that you want to break? And how can you let God be your defender today? Um, yeah, and I'll just pray. Lord God, I just thank you so much that you are the same God as we read in Psalms. God, the way that you responded to David is how you want to respond to us. The way you see David is how you see us. Lord, you delight in us. You hear us from your throne, and we can come boldly before you. God, would you just speak to the hearts of everyone in this room this morning, Lord? Just reveal to them things that they're going through, situations that they feel hopeless, Lord. Um, Lord, that they can just give to you. Would you show them how to actually give it over to you? And would you just increase faith in this room, Lord? Holy Spirit, would you just <laughs> blast out the gift of faith to everybody in here, Lord God? Um, and we just thank you. And we just thank you in advance for all the victories that we're going to be hearing testimonies of at Life Group this week or next week. Lord, I just pray all these things in your name. Amen.